0: Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. IRS begins delivering third round of economic impact payments to Americans. IR 2021-54, March 12, 2021, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service announced today that the third round of economic impact payments will begin reaching Americans over the next week. Following approval of the America Rescue Plan Act, the first batch of payments will be sent by direct deposit, Uh, which some recipients will start receiving as early as this weekend and with more receiving this coming week. So my guess is that obviously they want to get this out as quickly as possible to be able to get it to as many people as possible. And of course, to be able to say that they're getting it to as many people as as possible. And so they're going to start off with the direct deposit. That's the easiest thing to send out there to start getting this out into the environment. And then they're going to follow up with that to other types of payment methods. Therefore, my thought process on this, what I would think would be the case would be that If you received your economic impact payments round one and round two, then in direct deposit format, it's likely that you'll get the next payment in a similar format by direct deposit. That's probably going to be the quickest way that the payments will get out there. Then they'll follow that up with the other types of payments, which could be in the form of debit cards or checks. And once again, whether you got a debit card or check in the prior payment doesn't necessarily, I would think uh mean that you're going to get the same type of payment if it's going to be my mail meaning if you got a payment by mail last time you're probably going to get another payment by mail this time but you don't really know whether it's going to be a debit card or a credit card if you had direct deposit last time and you have the similar type of situation still having the availability of that type of payment set up it's likely that you'll get the direct deposit. That then, of course, being the fastest form of payment. So additional batches of payments will be sent in the coming weeks by direct deposit and through the mail as check or debit cards. We have that same situation. You might get a check. You might get a a debit card if it comes to you by mail. The vast majority of these payments will be by direct deposit. So it looks like they've been trying to convince people to get the direct deposit set up as quickly as possible, as much as possible, because they're trying to move to the electronic system which they've been trying to do for some time but of course the social distancing has increased the need to do that so no action is needed by most taxpayers the payments will be automatic and in many cases similar to how people received the first and second round of economic impact payments in 2020 people can check the get my payment tool on irs.gov on monday to see the payment status of the third stimulus payment so like the prior stimulus payments They're going to send it out. It should be based on fairly basic type of standards. Therefore, uh, they can get it out fairly easily with no need from the taxpayers to really report anything or do anything to to, to get the payments to be sent out. You can check it at the Get My Payments tool. There's a link to the Get My Payment tool here to follow and track the payment that has been sent out. Quote, even though the tax season is in full swing, IRS employees again worked around the clock to quickly deliver help to millions of Americans struggling to cope with this historic pandemic, end quote, said IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick. So obviously, this is going to run through the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. Clearly, we are in tax season at this point in time. So a lot of this kind of um, uh, the stimulus or helping kind of things, a lot of the policy that's going to go through to give economic incentives do involve the irs and changes to code that have an impact on uh, the irs so quote the payments will be delivered automatically to taxpayers even as the irs continues delivering regular tax refunds so clearly they're going to have to issue the normal tax refunds that are going to be going through at this point in time as well as the added economic impact payments hopefully the economic impact payments they have kind of down to somewhat of a routine at this point in time and they can get those out without too much trouble. So we urge people to visit IRS.gov for the latest details on the stimulus payments, other new tax law provisions, and tax season updates, in quote. Highlights of the third round of economic impact payments. IRS will automatically calculate amounts. So once again, this is going to be a type of situation where they're trying to make the economic impact payments fairly basic. So that you don't basically have to do a complicated calculation. Uh, in order to to receive the economic impact payments so that they can basically have do the economic impact payment information with the information that they have and send it out with no need for the taxpayers at least at this point in time uh, to do anything to receive those economic impact payments they should be basically automatic done by the government and be able to get out the door so in general most people will get one thousand four hundred dollars for themselves and one thousand four hundred dollars for each of their qualifying dependents claim on their tax return. Now, this is interesting because I think this is what they've learned over the process when they sent out the first economic impact payment. They sent out a different amount for the individual and then dependents, and then they only gave the amount for the dependents who were qualified children, one of the requirements being that they be under 17. That caused all kinds of problems for people that didn't quite fit into that category, for example, students uh, that were that were over 17 but still claimed as a dependent and were going to school and whatnot. They actually didn't get any payment on that first one, and it created questions as to whether they're going to file as a dependent in 2020 or whether they should file an independent tax return if they're no longer a dependent at that point in time. It also caused problems just in terms of children, you know, having a less amount that was going to be allocated. So they kind of standardized the whole thing at this point at the 1,400 for each of their qualifying dependents. So each qualifying dependent now, as well as the taxpayers. And that makes it basically even across the board. It's kind of like anybody with a social security or possibly some kind of identification number that would qualify for it. It looks like they can just basically shotgun out you know, that amount for, for each basically individual that, they, that would qualify we still may have like an income limitation and phase out uh, to deal with. uh, However, so as with the first two economic impact payments in 2020, most Americans will receive their money without having to take any action. Some Americans may see the direct deposit payments as pending or as provisional payments in their accounts before the official payment date of March 17th. So you might see it in the account there as provisional, and then it should uh, it should clear Uh, March 17th, they're saying. So because these payments are automatic for most eligible people, contacting uh, either financial institutions or the IRS on payment timing will not speed up their arrival. So they're basically saying don't call us, don't clog up the phones for the financial institutions, because it's likely that they're not going to be able to do anything given the fact that this whole thing is automatic. The Iris is basically on autopilot. They're going to do whatever they can do at this point in time. If there's any problems with it, as we saw with round one and round two, they're probably going to be giving further guidance on what we could do with any types of problems in the future. However, hopefully, they've got it down now at this point in time. This is the third one here, so it should go over fairly smoothly, you would think. Social Security and other federal beneficiaries will generally receive this third payment the same way as their regular benefits. A payment date for this group will be announced shortly. So as with prior economic impact payments, note that they usually base this information on the prior tax returns. But if you're dealing with people that don't file tax returns and they don't need to, they would still qualify for the economic impact payment. So for example, if someone is getting Social Security or some other federal benefit, and they don't file a tax return, the government still kind of knows about them and therefore possibly can still send out the payments, although the timing might be a little bit different for those payments. But looks like they should be able to pick that up at some way, shape, or form in a similar way as they did before, hopefully having more information on it now, considering they gave the tool last time to to do it to pick up more people to be aware Uh, Of more people. So hopefully they got more information that they can send them all out this time. So the third round of economic impact payments, the EIP3, they're calling it, sounds catchy, the EIP3, uh, will be based on the taxpayers' latest processed tax return from either 2020 or 2021. So, like before, they're basically going to say, you know, we're going to look back to the prior tax return. If you filed the tax return, then in 2020, which many people have not yet because the filing is not due at this point in time, but if they have that information and it has been processed, they'll use the 2020 tax return in order to calculate the economic impact payment. If not, then they're going to use the 2019. Now, again, it should be fairly more standardized now because when you're talking about either 2020 or 2019, the tax returns, you know, they're trying to pick up the people on it. And now that the same amount is going to be given for whether you're married, you got two people on it. So you think you get the same amount for whatever Social Security gets the same amount as well as dependents you don't have that in that kind of situation so much with a different payment uh, for the dependent possibly than uh, the taxpayer so that might that might solve some of the problems that uh, usually could be differences from year to year however there still still could be an income kind of limitation problem because there might be a phase out so maybe if you made more money in 2020 for example than you made in 2019 which might not be the case for most people it's probably the reverse but if that were the case if you made more money in 2020 and they based it on 2019 they may actually you know have a higher phase out and you might get more money on the other hand if 2020 was lower if you had a lower income in 2020 than in 2019 and they based it on 2019 there might might be an AGI or an income phase out which kind of shouldn't happen if you were if you had your file tax return in 2020 because your income might be a lot lower in other words There's probably many people, there are many people who had a lot lower income because their income got crushed in 2020 than in 2019. uh, And therefore, if you were to base the economic impact payments on 2020, if it were lower income, it's less likely that it would be subject to a phase out and be, you know, limited. So in any case, uh, this includes anyone who successfully registered online at irs.gov using the agency's non-filer tool last year or alternatively submitted a special simplified tax return to the IRS. So you'll recall last year, uh, what happened for round one and round two is they were requesting people that don't normally file a tax return that, because they're not required to, to then use the non-filer tool. Uh, to tell the irs the information that is necessary to send out the send out the payment so that could be like a dependent that they they didn't know about because you're not filing a tax return or them themselves if they weren't receiving any other payment like social security they wouldn't have no one about it and or file like an informational type return again just to let the irs know that you're there and therefore (laughs) you qualify so hopefully they have that information now because they have a big effort to send that stuff out last time and they have it hopefully this time and they can base then this payment you know on all this data that they've been gathering for the last year So if the IRS has received and processed a taxpayer's 2020 return, the agency will instead make the calculation based on that return. In addition, the IRS will automatically send EIP-3, Economic Impact Payment 3, to people who didn't file a tax return but received Social Security Retirement, Survivor or Disability uh, Benefits, SSDI, Railroad Retirement Benefits, Supplemental Security Income, SSI, or Veterans Affairs Benefits. So once again, If the IRS doesn't have tax information because you don't normally file a tax return because you're not required to because your income's not subject to tax, but you get some of these other type of payments, the IRS is going to work with those agencies that send out those payments so that they know where the person is and they can then send out the payments even though there's no tax return that were filed. If that worked smoothly last time, then it should work smoothly this time, we would hope. This is similar to the first and second rounds of economic impact payments, often referred to as EIP-1 and EIP-2. For those who received EIP-1 or EIP-2 but didn't receive a payment via direct deposit, they will generally receive a check or, in some instances, a prepaid debit card referred to as an EIP card. So a payment will will not be added to an existing EIP card mailed for the first or second round of stimulus payment. So, in other words, if you got the direct deposit last time, you would think you'd get the direct deposit this time. If you didn't get the direct deposit last time, you got some other form of payment. They're going to send that other form of payment, which could either be check or this uh, card, which is a debit card, which they're calling an EIP card. Now, what they will not do is basically put the money back into the EIP card that you already got for round one and two. They'll send out a new EIP card is what I'm interpreting here. So if you have the EIP card last time, you used it, you lost it, and now you're worried about, you know, you threw it away, (laughs) and you're worried about whether or not they're going to put the money back on that card that you threw away. That's not how it's going to work, apparently, is how I'm interpreting it. They're going to send out another card or a check if they do it by mail, if they don't have the direct deposit. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't need uh, the EIP cards 1 or 2 if they have already been used with regards to the payment for EIP 3 as far as I can interpret it. So under the new law, an EIP, Economic Impact Payment 3, cannot be offset to pay various past due federal debts or back taxes. So there, in other words, a lot of times when you send out the IRS, if you have a tax refund, then the IRS will ta- take that refund from you and pay off your past debt. So in other words... If you owe taxes for a prior year, you file a tax return and you had a refund in the current year, then the IRS could sometimes say, Hey, you owe us money. I'm not going to give you the refund. I'm going to take your refund and I'm going to apply it to the money that you owed last year. But because this is an economic impact payment and is there to stimulate the economy and help people out in a time of cash shortage, uh, it, it seems to me, as I interpret this, they're going to send out the economic impact payment. Uh, rather than you know try to keep it for themselves to pay off the past debt they're not going to say hey you know here's the economic impact payment 1400 but we just applied it to the debt that you owed us because again they're trying to get it into the economy uh, to increase the the cash uh, to people that would need it and also to spend it to kind of stimulate the economy. So the IRS reminds taxpayers that the, that the income levels in this new round of stimulus payments have changed. This means that some people won't be eligible for the third payment, even if they received a first and second economic impact payment or claimed a 2020 recovery rebate credit. So they're going to change the income levels. So, uh, it looks like they're going to change them down a little bit. So there was a higher cap before the phase out took place so if you got the economic impact payment round one and round two or you claimed the recovery rebate credit which is basically you know the economic impact payments or the prepayment of the recovery rebate credit and you have a fairly high income then you know you may not get the third one because they're lowering the cap here so payments will begin to be reduced for individuals making seventy-five thousand or above in adjusted gross income so you're talking agi basically income the adjusted gross income of 75,000. So the payments will begin to reduce for individuals making 75,000. If you're married filing joint, that's going to be 150,000 because you're married filing joint. So if you make over 150,000, once again, phase out again beginning to apply. The reduced payments end at 80,000. So that's a pretty short gap right there, right? So they're going to say <laughs> your economic impact payment if you're an individual starts to phase out at 75,000 and completely phases out, you get nothing at 80000 Pretty short phase out right there. And then if you're married filing joint, it starts to phase out at 150000 completely phases out, you don't get anything at 160000 So people above these levels are ineligible for a payment. More information is, in, is available on IRS.gov with relation to this. New payments uh, differ from earlier economic impacts payments. The third round of stimulus payments, those authorized by the 2021 American, American Rescue Plan Act, differs from the earlier payments in several respects. So they've got similar type of system down that they're going to they're overlie in terms of who's going to receive the payments. But they've learned a couple things, and it looks like they're going to make a couple changes, hopefully to make the third round go a little bit more smoothly. So the third stimulus payment will be larger for most people. Most families will get $1,400 per person, including all dependents claimed on their tax return. So that's going to be a huge thing in that they're not differentiating it once again for the dependents. So they're giving, you know, before the first payment, you had one amount for the individual. And if there was a dependent who was a qualifying child under 17, then you had a separate amount for them, which created all kinds of kind of issues with regards to who's a dependent who's not a dependent who's a qualifying children and not which complicates the issue so now they're basically saying 1,400 per person including all dependents claimed on the tax return which means that you don't have this situation hopefully where people are saying well i was a dependent last year but now i have an incentive not to be a dependent because if i am a dependent not only i or my person who claimed me as a dependent get any kind of benefit in terms of economic impact payment related to that so we don't have that kind of pressure to be claimed as a dependent or independent kind of thing based on differences in the economic impact payment, which is which is you know kind of nice. So typically, this means a single person with no dependents will will get one thousand four hundred dollars, while a family of four, married couple with two dependents, will get uh, five thousand six hundred. So we just you're just going to take however many people are claiming how many social securities or payment ID numbers um, are on the tax return <laughs> times the 1,400 if you're not at the income level phase outs. And it's fairly simple calculation there. So then unlike the first two payments, the third stimulus payment is not restricted to children under 17. So that's the other huge kind of benefit and the, the people that kind of lost out or the weird thing that happened last or last time is and once they made that kind of restriction for the first payment, they kind of had to mirror it for the second one because they didn't because then they wanted to send out the second one using the same mapping that they had for the first one to make things simple. So once they set the rules for the first one, they kind of had to mirror that for the second one. Again, that 17 age limit thing meant that people that are still claimed as a dependent on another tax return now had pressure possibly for 2020 to not claim themselves as a dependent even though, you know, they may be or they should be or something like that because of then they might be able to get the recovery rebate credit or something like that. So we don't have that issue as much here which is nice so so they don't have that limit of uh, of the 17 that means that the college students and the, and uh, others that would be claimed as a dependent aren't uh, will still get a benefit so basically anybody with a with an id number uh, it looks like as long as the income naval uh, income level isn't uh, threshold isn't hit should be receiving it whether a dependent or not so you still have the issue of who gets the money so for example college student normal kind of problem over 17 going to college and they're claimed as a dependent let's say on the parent's tax return then obviously because they're a dependent the the refunds go into the parent right? so you still got that problem but that's always been uh the case you don't have the issue where the you know you're questioning as to taxes in whole as a total whether or not you'd get more if someone was claimed as a dependent or not claimed as a dependent at least with regards to Uh, the economic impact payment because it should be the same amount basically per social security number or id number as far as i can interpret it at this point in time so pretty straightforward in that way so eligible families will get a payment based on all of their qualifying dependents claimed on their return including older uh, relatives like college students adults with disabilities parents and grandparents so additional information can be is available on irs.gov